Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Let's just pray. Father, I thank you for today. Lord, you are holy. You are good. You are awesome. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you died for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here with us, that you never leave us, nor forsake us. You know what we're going through. You know what we need. You are powerful and wise enough to deliver every solution and every answer. So Lord, we thank you for today. We pray you would do what you do today. Speak to us. And bless each and every person here in Jesus' name. I want to pray for somebody before you guys leave. Um, let's make sure I get everything right here. Uh, Tina Peters is here. And she's right here in the second row. Can you just give us a quick little wave? Um, she is a gold star mom. Lost uh, her son four years ago, Navy SEAL, in, um, you know, fighting for our country. Um, she was also a clerk in Colorado um, during the last election and backed up her voter roll because God told her to before the government came and updated the votes. And so because she did that, she was put in jail, arrested, the FBI was contacted. She's now facing seven felonies in prison because she didn't cheat. And so she's here today, uh, Scott and Alana Sorensen, Kim Yeeter, um, brought her this morning and um, just to be in church, but I asked if I could call her out um, because we so appreciate you, people like you, your courage, your boldness. And here's what I know, God doesn't give us a word and then not give us the power to fulfill that word. And so I want to pray for her. Let's stretch out our hands towards her as she faces these, these outrageous allegations. Father, I thank you for Tina Peters. God, I thank you for her life. I thank you for her courage and her boldness. I thank you for her obedience towards your word. And Father, I know that you watch over your word to perform it. So Lord, you wouldn't call her to expose fraud and then not give her the power to be set free. Father, I thank you for the truth. And it's the truth that sets people free. It's the truth that's going to set our country free. And Father, I thank you right now for angels being dispatched on her behalf to fight and to war and to minister for her in Jesus' name. I come against every plan and scheme of the enemy to take her out in the name of Jesus. We break your power. I cancel your assignment and your schemes against her in Jesus' name. I declare, Father, that the judges' hearts are being turned towards her. Attorneys' hearts being 
being turned towards her, FBI being turned towards her. Father, we thank you for favor that surrounds the righteous, you said. Father, deliver her. We declare she's free. Father, free. We declare she's a hero in this country, not a villain. Lord, we thank you that you're going to make things right. In Jesus' name, we declare the blood of Jesus covers, protects, and will set you free in the mighty name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I also want to thank, um, take your power back, Kim Eater, uh, Remnant, past, uh, Scott and Alana Sorensen. They had an event on Friday night that I got to come and just be a small part of. But um, one of the things that I saw was, and it was around, you know, protecting our, our elections. And one of the things I saw was Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy. And he literally stopped his plane. He was on a, a plane. He was in like six different time zones or whatever that day, you know, uh, making speeches around the country. Stopped his plane so he could be at their event and speak to all the people that were there. And uh, I'm just going to leave you with this. He said that if Donald Trump would have won the last election, we would have lost America. Not because Donald Trump is corrupt, but because we didn't have enough time to expose all of the evil that is in America that is in the corruptocrats. And, uh, but because of that, he is launching along with some other people, I don't know exactly who, on August 17th, an event where they are gonna lay out a plan, his words, that will guarantee victory in the election as long as people know about it. And so we want everybody to, to watch this. We'll get the word out, August 17th, my pillow coming at you with a plan to win. He said 70% of America is conservative, including California. And so, um, so thank you guys for, for doing what you do. We're taking California back, our country back. It's gonna be amazing. But with that said, you can be seated, punch somebody on the way down. Man, it's already been a powerful Sunday. Um, so we're in a series called Truth Bombs. And so um, today, I just felt compelled to tell the truth to you. And uh, my friend Pastor Tom always says, keep it real. So I'm going to try to keep it real today. If you um, don't like the truth, there is a possibility you could be offended. But I want you to come back next week because my wife is preaching. She's so sweet. And, uh, and you'll love it. You'll love it. So this is a, kind of a unique Sunday. But um, I've, been, I've been observing over the last couple of weeks just the hate and the disdain for the movie Sound of Freedom on one hand. And then the love and promotion of this movie on the other hand, and if you're not sure what The Sound of Freedom is, we talked about it a little bit, but they have way outdone their projections in the box office, crossing over well over 50 million so far, and, and, uh, and, and the movie basically seeks to expose child sex trafficking, um, uh, organ harvesting, and child sacrifice throughout the world that is happening right now. They say two million children uh, roughly around the world are being trafficked right now, some a lot even below the age of five years old. And it's based on the true accounts of Tim Ballard, who started uh, um, 
investigating human sex trafficking, child sex trafficking in Homeland Security when he was working for Homeland Security. And they, they actually started the division with him to start to explore and investigate um, you know, these the sex trafficking around the world. And what they said was the reason that they offered him this role uh, was because he was a man of faith. And they said, if you're not a, a person of faith, then this industry will steal your soul because it is so dark, so wicked, so hideous that it would steal your soul. So they needed somebody who was connected to God uh, to perhaps keep them from losing their soul. Um, the, uh, what, as, I'm, as I'm watching this this disdain and hate and, and cancel culture trying to come against this movie, which, by the way, Tim Ballard uh, filmed these investigations and these hits. It's not like he's making it up. It's on film. He put it on film so these idiots couldn't tell him that it was wrong. And so why would anybody hate this movie? Why would anybody have a problem with a movie exposing child sex trafficking. I saw a quote where the leftists are saying it's a recruiting tool for the right-wing QAnon conspiracy theorists. And so they're trying to shut down the movie because they think it's a conspiracy theory. The only reason you'd have a problem with this movie, no matter where you are politically, is if you are driven by demonic influences and worship the devil. No human alone would have the audacity to agree with this spirit of perversion and wickedness unless you literally are bowing your knee to the devil. I'm just going to make it plain today. Tucker Carlson was here about a year ago, and this is what he said. He said that the only good thing about all of the chaos and wickedness happening in the world right now is that it is getting the attention of people that were formerly not spiritual people, and it's awakening them to the fact that there might be a spirit realm, that there might be a God, because no human by themselves could come up with this stuff, could do these kinds of wicked, hideous pedophilia type things it has to be driven by a spirit so even people that aren't spiritual are awakening to the fact that there might be a god that there might be a spirit realm and that they might need to change the way that they are living there is no conspiracy theory by the way it is a conspiracy reality that's the title of my message this morning conspiracy reality Conspiracy is a secret plan by a group to do something unlawful or harmful. And let me just tell you that there is a group of people energized by the devil from the beginning, thousands of years ago, that are planning a harmful scheme, an unlawful scheme to steal, kill, and destroy your life and my life. Started in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve were perfectly holy. There was no uh, sin they were innocent. There was no sickness. There was no disease. There was no confusion. There was no fear. There was no divorce. There was no suicide. There was no pedophilia. There was no depression. There was none of that. It was kind of like the Truman Show. They just like lived in a bubble. And everything was perfect. And there was nothing wrong. Everything was delivered to them. But the reason there is now... Uh, 
child sex trafficking. And the reason that, it, that pedophilia is so uh, pervasive in culture today is because it is the ultimate act of robbing innocence from the people of God. It's the ultimate act. It's like the devil is taunting God, saying, I'm going to take the innocence of the most innocent, the children. Matthew 18, 6, Jesus says, But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. The devil knows that Jesus has a special affinity towards the innocent, and so he wants to do whatever he can to destroy the most innocent. And it all actually starts with pornography. And it all starts coupled with isolation. If you know who Jordan Peterson is, he did a study on Ted Bundy, who was a serial killer probably 50, 60 years ago in America, killed 30 women and raped them all at least that we know about. And they, in an interview with him, he admitted how he got down this dark path. I mean, that, that is a dark path. And it started with pornography and isolation. It usually starts with a, a bitter root of, of bitterness or unforgiveness or resentment or whatever. And so they isolate themselves from society and they want revenge. But while they're by themselves, they agree or give open a doorway towards the enemy through pornography. Sometimes it's violent. Sometimes it's sexual. Sometimes it's both. And they start to go down this road and they're with themselves and their imagination and their fantasy. And they continue to push the envelope because the devil comes into their life and starts to energize these wicked, heinous, hideous thoughts. And then they bring it to a reality in life. That's how people get that dark. It is demonically charged and influenced. Whether you believe that or not. It is. So we lost innocence in the garden, but Jesus came to buy it back. He bought back our righteousness, our innocence, and our holiness, and we can be righteous in Christ today. But he's trying to keep it a secret. It's a secret conspiracy harmful plan against you and I. He doesn't want you to know he lost. He doesn't want the world to know that, that Jesus bought back our innocence and he bought back our righteousness and he brought back our holiness. The Bible says this in Romans 5.17, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. I almost called this message free to reign because, because people, if they understand that Jesus paid the price with an abundance of grace for their life that they might be free, they would live differently. People come into the house of God or they hear about church or they hear about Jesus and they say, God can't use me because of my past. Because of my past sin, because of my past mistakes, how could God use me? Well, the Bible says Jesus came for you. He didn't come for the well. He came for the sick. He came for those in need of him. And he bought back our righteousness and our holiness, but the devil doesn't want you to know that. And so he lies. He's deceitful. And he masks his plans in tolerance, in inclusion, in fake love, in false freedom, in fake news. And he keeps people bound and controlled on their pathway to hell. He's a liar. The Bible says this in John 8, 43 to 45. 
Why do you not understand my speech? Jesus speaking. Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. And so the world is confusing because the devil is deceitful and he's a liar. And so he spits out all of these lies about gender, about identity, about freedom, about all these different things, about love. And then people start to take on these lies and then they, do, then they want to do what he wants them to do, not what God wants them to do. And eventually they start speaking out of their own resources if they give themselves to the devil. They start. Some people don't know they're spewing lies. Some people do know they're spewing lies, but some people don't. I just remember, and you know, when I when I when I think of liars, I just, it reminded me of the election in 2016 and Hillary Clinton. There's not a bigger liar than her. Everything she said was a lie, and it was so easy to find out. You didn't have to do much research to know that she was lying through her teeth. She was speaking out of her own resources because she had given herself to a different spirit. It's just plain. And people are like, I don't care if you're a Democrat, a corruptocrat, a aristocrat. I don't care what you are. If your person is lying through their teeth, why would you vote for them? Lying is the signature of the devil. Deceit is the signature of the devil. We have to be smarter than that. We have to do a little bit of research. And we have to be bold enough to make a decision based on what the Bible says, not based on the lies or the party that you belong to or whatever. It's ridiculous. Someone the other day was calling Awaken Church a cult because we challenged the way you live if it doesn't match up with the Bible. People don't want to hear the truth. They don't want to hear the truth because it offends, for whatever reason, it offends them. I'm done with it. I'm 48. I don't really care. People need to know the truth because it's the truth that will set them free. I actually do care. I love people. That's why they need to know the truth so they can be free. Sorry, I do care. I love you. On Thursday, I had to get my car fixed, so I took my car down to the uh, mechanic's shop, and, um, and I took an Uber home, and then I had to take an Uber back to get my car after it was fixed, and I had the greatest Uber drive of my life. I don't even do Uber that many times, but this guy rolled in. I got in his car. I had my Kingdom Builder shirt on, which is the champion of Emerge two years ago from Balboa, and... Uh, <laughs> And so he goes, what kingdom are you building? And I was like, God's kingdom. And he was like, okay. And then uh, and, uh, I was telling the first service, he kind of, he has like a, like a dark-skinned guy, had an accent. He kind of looked like Darren Thevathoston is what I told the first service. Um, but he was from Afghanistan. And so, uh, so he starts talking to me and asking me, he's like, are you a Christian? I'm like, yes. And I'm like, are you a Christian? He's like, no, I'm a Buddhist. But, you know, and so I started just asking him questions about Afghanistan. And, um, and he literally just started opening up. And it was so powerful. And he said, 
20 years ago when he was in Afghanistan, he'd only been in the States for two and a half years, 20 years ago in Afghanistan, the Taliban killed his father in the front yard of his house because he's a Buddhist. And he said that he killed half of the rest of his family. They killed half of the rest of his family because they were, they were Buddhists and they didn't agree with the Taliban and everything that they stand for. And so he made a decision when that happened that he wanted at first to go and get revenge and kill whoever he could. But his friend said, if you do that, you're not going to come back. And so instead of doing that, he was in his village one day, wherever he was, and the RAF, the Royal Air Force from the UK, came, and there were Marines. And he went to, to a guy with the RAF, and he said, hey, if I give you information from the Taliban, would you receive it? And he said, what do you want for it? And he goes, I don't want anything for it. They killed my family. I don't care what you do with it. I'm just going to give you information if you want it. And so they kind of, you know, they were, they were a little bit like, what does this guy want? What's the angle? But he started to give them information. And over 20 years, everything he said was right. And so they held him highly esteemed in, in Afghanistan. And, and so um, he would give them information, and, and, and it was right. But in order to get that information, he had to play both sides. A little bit, and so he would he would get information from the Taliban and then share it with the RAF and with with the Marines. And he said he could. Uh, he said when this administration came into power two and a half years ago, they told him you better get out of here. It's going to be unsafe. And so he could pick any because he was such a, a a great informant. He could pick any nation in the world, and they said they would take care of him and send him away. And uh, and he has two girls, and so he said out of all of the countries he looked at. He chose the United States of America to come and live in. And the reason he did that is because he met Marines when he was there. And he said that he's never met anybody uh, more um, passionate and more patriotic and, and with such high integrity as, and so brave and courageous as the Marines. He said they would go into environments that were so horrific and so dangerous just because of the flag on their back. He said they would go and try to save people in Afghanistan that they didn't know because they, because they honored the flag and the country that they came from. He said they were such patriots. They were some of the most unbelievable people I have ever met. That's why in all of the world I chose America to come and live and to raise my kids and he said this, and then he said this. He said, but when I got here, I was so confused. I thought everybody was going to be like those Marines that I knew. I thought everybody was going to love America. I thought everybody would be willing to give their life for this great country. Because from Afghanistan, we see America, and we see a beacon of hope. We see a beacon of light. We see a country that gives their lives to save people that they don't even know. But he said, when I got here, his words, all the people here care about is their pronouns. His words. And he said, I'm so confused. He says, I'm thinking about moving to uh, Puerto Vallarta because I can't handle these people. Don't know what they have. I will give them two days in Afghanistan, and they would come crawling back to America, realizing what we have here and what so many of you and your family members have fought for and your son has fought for. We're driving on the road, and he said, see that man running on the road? He doesn't have to worry about anything because this is America. It's free. You can't do that in Afghanistan. 
Then there was this young girl riding her bike. He said, see that young girl? You cannot do that in Afghanistan. She has no worries in Afghanistan. If she was, if they didn't know her, they would take her and they would probably rape her, maybe kill her. You people don't know what you have in America. He said, because of the Marines, because of the military, he said, I, I volunteer for a, a vet organization downtown. There's so many homeless vets that are, that are messed up in their mind with PTSD and mental illness. And he said, I go down there and I fill out their paperwork for them and turn it into the VA so the VA will accept them and help them and their mental disorders and their physical disorders. He said, if you mess up one little thing, they don't accept it and they send it back. He said, they don't have addresses, so they end up just staying on the street. And he said, I can't do it for everybody, but I'm going to do it for the most people that I can every single day because of what they did for me and my family and my friends and my country. But people here don't get it. They don't know what we have, and they start to hate America, the place that gives them the freedom to say they hate America. If we don't understand what we have, we're going to lose it. But this is what he said. The reason I'm telling you the story is he said because he said those people, there is devils in them. There are devils in those people. I've talked to Navy SEALs and they said they've come face to face with the Taliban and ISIS. And they said they've never seen that depth of wickedness, hate, and rage that are in the eyes of those, of those men. And it's because they are energized by demons, by the devil. They are possessed, and they want to rob and kill everything founded on God, everything that has the signature of God in it, which includes our freedom, because freedom doesn't come from our government. It comes from God. So here's a truth bomb for you. We are in a spiritual battle, and the devil is offering people money and power in exchange for their lives because he wants to ruin everything that's innocent, ruin everything that's godly. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers. And you're saying, oh, the devil can't offer people money and power, really? He offered Jesus all the kingdoms of the world, and Jesus didn't dispute it. He has the ability to give people influence and power and financial things. And so we are, wired to, we are wired spiritual beings. We were created by God's spirit for God. And so there is a spiritual desire to connect with God. So, so you have people all over, especially Hollywood, musicians, all these people that are craving a spiritual connection because they are spiritual beings and the devil is offering it to them for their lives. How many people have we seen, especially musicians, that started out this way, glorifying God, and ended up train wrecking their life? And maybe even dying or passing or whatever. That's why people are, are, are seeking these things. And, and they're seeking it through like tarot card readers or, or mediums or psychics or magicians or spiritists and... and uh, and so they're, they're, they're seeking these spiritual connections. And so when, when they don't find it in the church, they go to these people that are energized by demons. It is a false power. It is a counterfeit power. But they're seeking it because it's the only spiritual connection that they get. 
Harry Potter uh, was a, grossed over $7.7 billion in the box office, the highest grossing series of all time. And it, it, it's based on magic and spells. And the author of the, of the books said, Harry Potter is the kind of timeless literary achievement that comes around only once in a lifetime since the books have the generated so much uh, passionate, such a passionate following across the world, it is important to us to find a director for the movies that has an affinity for both children and magic. You know who else has a passion about children and magic? The devil does. And he wants to entice our children while they're young with a counterfeit power in an attempt to satisfy their spiritual hunger. And I'm not trying to condemn you if you've seen Harry Potter, okay? I'm not trying to condemn you. I'm just saying you need to be aware that Hollywood, energized by the devil, is coming after your kids. And while they're young and innocent, he wants to rob their innocence. So the first time they encounter power, they remember, oh, my gosh, magic, spells. My daughter used to watch that stuff. I'm like, turn that crap off. Spells and all this kind of stuff. And they get addicted to this, and that's how they find their spiritual attachment. The same thing's happening with our kids with the transgender movement, the drag queen story times, and all this stuff. They're trying to get our kids exposed young so that they destroy their life when they're older. And they feed this perverted spirit as they're older. It's all about money. It's all about power. It's something like every transition is like millions of dollars over their lifetime. It's all about, it's all, inner, it's a conspiracy reality that the devil is after us and our kids. There's this famous, the famous medium I was looking up, her name's Teresa Caputo. She's a Long Island medium. She has over 3.9 million Facebook followers. There's a two-year wait list to see her. She has 1.6 million on Instagram. And she literally has shows every single night, and they're filled all over America. I looked at her website. Every single night in August, except for a couple of nights off, she has shows everywhere. People are filling her shows. She's a medium because people want that spiritual attachment. They want it. And so um, I was. Uh, th these are stats. I didn't make these up, okay? 40% of men admit to have contacted a psychic. 70% of women. 3% of men have asked their psychic to put a spell or a curse on somebody. 3% of men, 51% of women. If your wife has seen a psychic, run, bro, run. Ninety-nine percent of psychics and mediums in the U.S. believe in God. Eighty-seven percent believe Jesus is the Christ. Even demons. They know, they know who Jesus is, but they've given themselves to a false god. And now it's their job to ruin our lives. They, they hate you and they hate me because we are made in his image and his likeness. But that's also why they have to obey you and they have to obey me because we are made in his image and in his likeness. They were saying the spiritualist movement kind of took off around uh, right after the Civil War because all of these deaths had happened and these slaughters have happened. And all of these people wanted to, you know, they didn't get their last word with their spouse or with their mom or their dad or whatever. And so they'd go to these spiritists and they would, they would talk to them and they would, they would say they were talking to their 
ancestors or the per person that died, which is a lie. They were talking to a spirit that knew that person. It's called a familiar spirit. Spirits don't die, people die. And so they would go to these people and they would start to speak to them about their lives. And they'd say, oh my gosh, this they're really talking to my ancestor. They're really talking to that person that died. And so they get sucked in. They get sucked in. And before you know it, they go down this path that is dark. And they get trapped in a false God, in a false spirit, in false information, in fake news. But they're trapped because that's the only spiritual encounter that they had. And they said that they take advantage of vulnerability and loss and trauma. And that's how they get you hooked. And then there's these interviews with these mediums that tried to come out of being a medium. Tried to break their contract with the devil. And all of a sudden, it's not as fun anymore. All of a sudden, it's not as great anymore. They said that the, the spirits start out really nice. But as soon as you want out, they get really mean. They get really mean. There's a, uh, there's a, uh, a club called the 27 Club. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a conspiracy theory. But there's all of these entertainers that died at the age of 27. And they interview these people, and, you know, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, uh, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, all these people, if you look it up, 27 Club, freak you out. They all died at, at 27, and, and what they were talking about, um, not these people specifically, but people talking about this who know, who know the, the industry, what happens in Hollywood, specifically with musicians and all of this stuff, is that it's generally a contract with the devil, and generally the contract lasts about seven years. And at the end of seven years, somebody has to give their life. They need a blood sacrifice, either their life or somebody in their family. Either them or someone in their family. So if you look these people up, their reign is about seven years and then somebody died. Suicide, mysterious car crash, all these kinds of things. And this is just one little part. I'm not trying to freak you out. I'm trying to awaken you that there is a, there is a conspiracy reality to destroy our lives. And if the church isn't providing any power, they're going to go to mediums and psychics and tarot card readers. Most churches don't even know we have power. They don't even know it. But we don't have to be afraid of these spirits. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I have given you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing by shall any means hurt you. Nothing by shall any means hurt you. Mark 16, 17, and 18 says, And these signs will follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. My goodness, you need to get to men's and women's prayer so you can learn how to pray with authority and cast out a demon. So you don't get manipulated by demons and by lies. You can stand up for your family. You can stand up for your kids. You can stand up for your business. We got all these people that don't know, how to, don't know the authority that Jesus died to give us. I'm, I'm determined, Pastor Pam, who said this a long time ago, to give Jesus what he paid for. I love it when I go pray for somebody. This happens all the, all the time, but sometimes. They come up to me for prayer because they're being oppressed by a, a demonic influence, and they recognize it. And they come up, and the second I start praying, they run. They don't. The person ain't running. The demon inside of them is running because they encounter somebody who knows who he is in Christ. Come on, they see the face of Jesus on me. I ain't scared of no demon. Jesus disarmed you. 
on the cross in front of everybody. I know my authority. The demon comes into my face, the demon tries to attack my family, I'm gonna cast him out. Like the dog that, the, that he is. I ain't scared of no demon. We got a whole bunch of demon busters in this church. Come on. That's called real. I call it full contact Christianity. That's when Christianity got fun. Not about just praying, oh, Lord, if it's your will. No, it's about standing and saying, in the name of Jesus, get off of my life in Jesus' name. God did not give me a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. I cancel the assignment against me and my family in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be free. Man, you guys don't know how powerful you are. Check this out, Mark 5, 3 to 13. Jesus coming across the, the water to, to the demoniac, we probably know him as. It says, who had his dwelling, the demoniac, among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces by him, neither could anyone tame him. Isolation. He must have let something in. He gave a doorway, and then a flood came. And always night and day, he was in the mountains and the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. When Jesus saw, when, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. Because even the demons know who Jesus is. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. You got demons praying to God that Jesus won't torment them. They'll do whatever they can when they know they got to go. For he said to him, come out of the man, unclean spirit. And he asked him, what is your name? And he answered him saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. A legion in the Roman army is up to 6,000 soldiers. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him saying, send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission and the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000 swine. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So this is Jesus. Now remember, Jesus came to earth 100% God, but he stripped his divinity, filled by the Holy Ghost. So he's still God, but he lived a life as a man filled with the Holy Spirit. Kind of like you and me. So Jesus, a man filled with the Holy Ghost, approaches a man with a legion of demons possessing him, and with a word, he casts them out, all of them, into the swine. And they all run into the water, and all the bacon goes, it's a sad story. It's a sad story. It's a sad story. 
But one of the things I love about this story is the demons didn't negotiate. They knew they had to go when they were confronted with a man of God filled with the Holy Ghost. So they said, instead of sending us like to the abyss, can we just go over there? Can we just, don't torment, can we just go over there? They knew they had come up against somebody who knew his authority and they had to leave. So then Jesus, because he has authority, gave them permission to leave. Here's the crazy part. John 14, 12. Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these will he do because I go to my Father. You are powerful. You don't got to fear no demon. Whatever Jesus did, if you can believe, you can do what he did, and greater things can he do. America needs you. Your family needs you. Come on, your friends need you to believe God. Your friends need you to know who you are in Christ. You are a king and you are a priest. The highest authority in the spirit and the highest authority on land. That's who you are. But the church needs to rise. Come on, we need, the church is what's going to save America. All we need is revival. Guess what? If the gospel was preached to all these people, who are pedophilias and watching all of this content and raping these kids, if they were filled with the Holy Ghost, if they were saved, if they were Christians, that industry would dry up overnight. But we got all of these people trying to love everyone, scared to tell the truth, affirming people to hell. We're in a spiritual battle. And God is calling us awaken to awaken people first for us to get awakened, then for us to awaken people. And we're going to start in San Diego, Salt Lake City, Boise, but there's no stopping God. He's on a mission and he is calling us out today. Amen. Amen. My wife's going to be here next week. I'm telling you, it's going to be so sweet. <laughs> Actually, she's pretty fiery too. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out, it might just be round two. But I love you. Why don't, we, why don't we stand to our feet and close our eyes? I want to pray for some people before we leave. You might be here today and maybe you've never given your life to Jesus. Maybe you've never said, Jesus, come into my life. I want to serve you. Or maybe you're here today and you need a second chance. You need a fresh start. You've taken your life back. You've maybe gone into the world and you've found that all the promises the world made, they didn't hold up. I had a woman last service say she spent all she had on spiritists and mediums, trying to get healed, trying to, trying to find life. She lost everything because she went to the wrong spirit. But now she's here. Her life is completely transformed. She's been connected to the true God. She's filled with the true spirit. And she has life again. So if that's you, if you're one of those two people, you don't know Jesus, or maybe you want to rededicate your life today, you need a second chance. I want you to lift your hand right where you are. I want to pray for you. Is there anybody like that this morning? Thank you. God bless you. Thank you. Is there anybody else? Thank you over there to my right. God bless you. Proud of you guys. Right here in the middle. God bless you, sir. Amen. 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 Anybody else? Thank you. See that hand over there? 
Am I right? Amen. Amen. Okay, with every eye closed and head bowed, I want to just pray this prayer. I want everybody in the building to pray it out loud, especially those of you that lifted your hand. Say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to die on a cross for my sins. Lord Jesus, today I invite you into my life and I ask that you would help me live a life that glorifies you. I thank you that you are redeeming my innocence and my righteousness in you. Today, I declare I am saved. Heaven is my home and God is my Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.